welcome, 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 podcast listeners. This is not live, but <gasps> for the first time in about two months, it is not live because the pedal board World Cup, the, sorry, the pedal World Cup, not pedal board World Cup. That'd be really odd, wouldn't it? <laughs> the, the It'd be really world, boring. <laughs> it would be, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's this one. It's slightly longer, slightly bigger, and made of this. Yeah, yeah. This one's metal. This one's wood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the pedal World Cup is over, and all hail the tube screamer. Um, but you are here with your host, Mister Budget Pedal Chap. That's me. You are also here with Mister Ollie Miles of Ollie Miles Music. Hey, hi, hi Matt. Hi, Matt. That's the, I mean, that's Matt's intro. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> um, <laughs> always in our thoughts and in our minds. Yeah. I mean, we're speaking about him as if he's died. He, yeah. He, like, he hasn't. <laughs> gone, just, gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> that's it. Just, just, to, just to like disclaimer getting it the way there. He's not dead. Like, like we've mentioned a few times before and we'll mention, <laughs> mention again, just for good, uh, good for the continuity. Um, Matt is in, um, like in between lockdowns at the moment um, and where he's currently at doesn't have particularly great internet and like an absolute boss rather than insisting that he comes on and having massive internet issues and, and problems like that he just said you know what you guys carry on I'll I'll join you back when when I can when he can will be a glorious glorious time um, be, the, be the quine cast oh we do miss him so, uh, <laughs> but like we we keep in contact with. I mean, we're we're all on like various forums, aren't we? So it's uh, yeah, we get some abusive stuff from him every now and then. So it's it's cool. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> so this is Fret Talk uh, one ninety one, which is absolutely mental. We are edging ever closer to the the two hundred mark. That's kind of scary. <laughs> It is, yeah, yeah. Like, considering <laughs> I, I can still remember like one of those those first casts where it was like really crappy sounding audio quality, uh, and we were running through some odd like streaming software. Yeah, um, and it was all it was all just a like trying to figure out how this works, and largely nothing's changed. <laughs> uh, I think the audio might have got better. Yeah, just just a little bit. We we're using actual mics now. That's it. Yeah, rather than like headsets, like horrible USB headsets. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Gone are those days, and and thank God for that. You can still <laughs> you can still actually access them. Like all of the yeah. all of the podcast episodes are available, um, which is completely mental. Yeah, if you, um, if you want to know what came out about four years ago, go back and listen to like the first ten episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> in those first ten episodes, you will hear from Mister Ollie Miles. Yeah, I, I, I think actually number one as well. I think I'm in the first Numero one. Uno. Yeah, I've and been here since the start. Much, much younger sounding Ollie Miles. <laughs> yeah, you can hear, you can hear that I have more hair in that and less beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, exactly the same as me. To be fair, like, I was I was thinner, I had more hair. I think my beard was still pretty long, but it it weren't quite. As far as I'm concerned, you for as long as you've existed, you've had that beard. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can't remember a time before having this beard, so <laughs> neither will any of you. Yeah. Um. Right. Let's kind of wrangle it onto some some podcastiness. Of course. Um. Because we are here to talk fret. We are not here to talk. 
nostalgia. Not yet, anyway. When yeah. it comes to episode 200, we will revel. Oh, in... absolutely. I, I'm going to be here on episode 200. That you I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. That's it. And I'll, what I'll try and do is I'll try and get at least like a few little voice clips from our <laughs> uh, our previous podcast host of, nice. of some description. If I can do. I mean, it does sound like a lot of effort, that doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I might just delete this bit of the uh, the audio just <laughs> so no one no no proof no evidence that's it yeah because if it's like if i've got it recorded and it's out there gonna have to do it then don't know um but yeah so how we usually start these things is by asking what we've been up to this week so ollie yeah. you want to take us away yeah uh so mostly this week i have been doing nothing i have been outside enjoying the weather because I mean, it's been nice kudos to that man like i uh i got sunburned two days in a row and i don't care <laughs> absolutely um but but i did on saturday night i got bored because you know saturday night lockdown can't do anything um you might remember from a few weeks ago that i was selling my black ltd super strap type thing i tried I, I tried to sell it to you <laughs> yes yeah yeah i um, do i remember it well and on Friday, I because it was up on Reverb. On Friday, I got an offer, and it was a reasonable offer. It wasn't like I'll give you another. I'll give you a hundred quid for this because I just want the neck. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I had. Uh, <laughs> it's don't you, don't you love? Uh, don't you love offers on the like when you when you post yeah. anything for sale on the internet? Yeah, Got gotta me. love them. Um, I, so when I got a, when I got like an actual decent offer, I realised that I didn't really want to sell it. Yeah. As much as I didn't play it, I didn't want to sell it. So yeah, it's, it's worth more to you than the money would be. Yeah, it was worth more than like the 160 quid that I would have gotten by the time I'd done shipping and paid reverb yeah. for the privilege and all that. Um, so I, and I, I bought a Seymour Duncan Omega pickup, the Mark okay. Holcomb signature periphery guy. Yeah. Um, bridge pickup. I bought it a couple of years ago because I was in a metal band and never put it in a guitar because the metal band fell apart so for the last three years i've just had a seymour duncan pickup lying around so I mean, we've all been there mate we've all been there <laughs> so like one o'clock what like 1 a.m on the set like i watched the the clocks go forward because i looked up and went there's no way i've been doing this for two hours when the clocks <laughs> went forward um so i was on a zoom with my friends and i i put the seymour duncan in this guitar and i took the neck pickup out as well give it that proper modded vibe so the pit guard's just got a gaping hole in it now and i love it oh look a la felix yeah i'm i'm and much like felix i'm thinking about like putting something stupid yeah stuff in a toy in there yeah like a pokemon card or something i don't know oh that'd be uh, awesome yeah uh yeah so i did that and it i plugged it in tuned it obviously with a pickup like that i've tuned it down to drop c or d standard oh, obviously um, Obviously, because he's got a Floyd Rose as well. Who wouldn't? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's. I've played it a lot since I've changed that pickup. Yeah, and it's I the think... first time in years that I've changed pickup and it's worked. Mm hmm. Like, I've, I've been through those trials and tribulations. I, ha I had um, my. Um, my Believe it or not, my LTD telly. Yeah, um, yeah. I, when I got that, I also bought like a wiring harness for it. And, uh, like again, like a Seymour Duncan, <laughs> a Seymour Duncan bridge pickup, yeah, uh, and a Damasio um, neck pickup because because they were like going online for pretty cheap. 
Yeah. Uh, and it was my job to like solder two wires into the correct places and then jobs are good and uh i did that the the uh, the phase switching on it was wired the wrong way so when it was pulled out it was <laughs> in, phase. in phase and then when it was pushed <laughs> it was out of phase that's, uh, quite, to be fair, that's quite cool <laughs> um and the bridge and net pickup was soldered in the wrong place so the net pickup was all the way up uh, sorry all the way down where you'd expect the bridge pickup to be <laughs> um it, it was not a pretty job uh, even though I'd followed the instructions in the wiring harness, I am almost certain. Maybe I, mean, I was holding it upside down. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you had the instructions upside down. <laughs> like there was a, a minor amount of swearing when I burnt myself, and just it was. But it it worked first time, and I was amazed that it worked first time. Yeah, and yeah, I'm so happy with it, and it's going to get used a lot now. It's, it's, I think it's going to... Because my, my PRS, I don't want to take out gigging that much anymore. Um, yeah. So this might fill that humbucker with a trem on it. Guitar void that I can use live. And I, I don't really care enough if something happens to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a beta. So you, yeah. it doesn't matter if it gets the knocks. Whereas if you're PRS did, yeah. you'd I mean, be wincing fair, a little bit more. My PRS has got some serious wear on it these days. Um, but yeah, the LTD, like, if someone nicked it after a gig, I'd be angry. Yeah. But it wouldn't be the end of the world. Because, like, my PRS is signed by Mark Tremonti, which... Uh. It's... That was a... Like, that was a life event for me, having my guitar, number one guitar, signed by my favourite guitarist. So I don't want to risk that getting broken or stolen, whereas the LTD was... Like three hundred and fifty quid from GAC, I can buy another yeah, one. Yeah, it's replaceable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's replaceable. That the PRS isn't at all. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this um, Seymour Duncan uh, Alpha was it or uh, Omega? It's the, uh, the Omega. The Alpha the is the the neck. neck pickup. Yeah. Uh, so what what kind of pickup is it? Is it ceramic? Is it uh, Alnico? I think it's ceramic. Honestly, it's been a bit. It's been a while. It was three years ago that I bought it, so I don't remember the exact specs. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a. It's going to be like overwhelmed ceramic. Yeah, hot, it, hot, it's, hot, hot, hot. Yeah, it's it's specced for the one of the guys from Periphery, so it's made for like detuned. So that it's got really tight low end. It's very yeah. very mid focused pickup, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean ceramic pickups tend to have that quite alm- like almost kind of cocktail yeah um, tone to them. And with, um, with it being a, it's a basswood body on the guitar as well. It's just ridiculously tight. It's perfect for that, like double tracking guitars when I'm recording. I watched a video on double tracking this week. Actually, uh, it was came it, up in my YouTube suggested. Um, was it uh, that pedal show? It wasn't. No, it wasn't. I haven't seen that pedal show in about probably about a year and a half, two years. Yeah, they uh, say that pedal show did a, a video on it last. Uh, was it two weeks ago? I think. Ah, no, for some reason, um, my uh, my YouTube algorithm didn't didn't suggest that one to me. It was a it was a channel that I don't really know, um, but yeah. it was it was quite well well produced and it was it was well put together, mm. uh, and it was a chap showing, like in quite a scientific way, why <laughs> why you double track guitars and he actually triple tracked it at one point. Yeah. Um. So like at first, what he did was play this like generic rock riff 
um, into his uh, DAW, like through some amp sims, and then like copied both tr like the track twice, and then panned it left and right, and said like this is what like a perfect quote unquote double track would be. Yeah, and you'll it notice literally exactly the same yeah. wavelength. Yeah, yeah, and he says, yeah. and it sounds better. And I was like, okay, it kind of does. But he says, that's because it's louder. And louder things sound better. Like, yeah. Not that, wrong. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Then he, like, recorded... Um, in fact, actually, before he did that, he changed the amp that was mm. being used um, for the second guitar. And that kind of widened it a little bit. And you're like, yeah, that that's kind of cool. Uh, and then he did... Uh, like, redid the... Um, the the generic rock riff with the same amp and it widened it again and then he did it with like a second amp and it widened again and then he triple tracked yeah. it with like two of the same amps going like hard pan left and right and then the the middle one being the the different amp yeah uh, and it sounded chunky <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out I'm always I'm always a fan of recording tips and how to make things sound as big as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that sounded like a... I mean, <laughs> it was an effort, but it, it <laughs> sounded like a, a, a decent uh, decent way of doing things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've done done some double tracking before, but I tend to, like, cheap out on it where I do that copying thing and yeah, like, yeah. tweaking some settings on it. Um, but I think I might have a go at, like, properly double tracking... Yeah, it, it's good to like learn parts properly as well to get things tighter than you just naturally would because you've got to be, you've, you've yeah, got you've to be got, on you've it. You've got to be tight enough, haven't you? To... Yeah, I've, to... I haven't quite mastered the art of getting to quad tracking yet. That's the uh, that's the next <laughs> that's the next level. That's hard. That, yeah, that's like extreme, like like Meshuggah and stuff like that, isn't it? Uh, just... no, I think a lot of bands like Meshuggah, where there's still quite a lot of fidelity in the sound mm. that's double tracking so when you start to like get to quad tracking that's when you start losing that's when it becomes the wall of sound as opposed to like oh that's guitars playing parts um yeah. it's really good for like slower riffs quad tracking because it just becomes an assault at that point i imagine it'd be quite good for like chorus parts as well mm. to, to just bring up the the energy of the track to yeah 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 massive proportions especially if you like change the part slightly so if you played it in like if you played like an inversion of a chord or something like that higher up the neck yeah and you you start to just fill out all the frequencies and that's it you keyboard player <laughs> <laughs> one of them isn't it yeah what, so, what, what, what you been up to this week then I've, I've actually i mean it's been a busy 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 week for me busy week um, I've been chatting with my uh, my pal uh, Mr. Dave Rage uh, and Jay Marchewski <laughs> I, I, I can't pronounce his surname no um, idea <laughs> uh, but he's he's one of my uh, one of my pals who we've had on the podcast before we did um, like a, a Christmas giveaway mm. about two years ago um, and we, we were having a chat over uh, over Instagram, and he says, "Oh, I've got a bunch of these uh, these guitar pedals, which I've done reviews on, and I'm 
like realistically i'm not really going to use anymore because i've got like higher end stuff that does the same same stuff uh i know that you do youtube stuff do you want to like borrow this <laughs> i was like <laughs> yes yeah sure yeah. why not yeah send it over come on i see it. i've got i've got like time to do uh do stuff on the no talk or tone series and just having material for it helps yeah it saves yeah. me money having to like pay out for some stuff yeah and that's that's the dream as a musician is where you, your hobby doesn't actually cost money yeah people just send you stuff because they think you're good i see yeah. but uh, i mean in this case it's just a, a friend's doing like scratching my back essentially yeah, um, yeah but it's a bunch of these um these pedals from a company called i set which they they're like a standard kind of mini pedal um, kind of mooery yeah so it is kind of that mm. that aesthetic but there's pedals that i've not really um not really seen within like the Moore lineup at least anyway mm. this specific one that i've got in my hand is um is a reverb but it's got what looks like eight no sorry uh nine different um reverb options whereas the new ones are like three or four yeah. they tend to be have a spring and deal with it <laughs> that's it yeah i mean I, I had like way 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 back i had the uh shim verb mm. um which was the the, the more the little gray one i think it was hinting towards a, a certain that's expensive some... bigger bigger boxed pedal mm. yeah mm. <laughs> uh but uh, wonder, of course it did, <laughs> yeah it didn't get it didn't get anywhere close to that but the uh like the standard sounds on it i think it was like plate and room sounded sounded quite nice and then the shimmer just sounded it that's that's how you know it was a cheap pedal that, that yeah. sounded cheap that's when uh, that's that at that point that's when you can tell like that the development money's not there yeah it's definitely uh not strymon levels of um r&d there mm. uh, but yeah i mean so i've got a few of few of those through and he's also sent me through some um some from his personal personal stash as well um, very nice one of which was uh the one that's going up for the no talk tone this week which, <laughs> um, it's a pedal which uh i i think i'm trying to trying to word it carefully but i think might be the best pedal ever uh, really <laughs> yeah um so it's what is it what it's essentially it's it's the JSA dual boost and mm. what it what it does is it's got one side that's got like a really high headroom um kind of clean uh clean boost which adds a presence to your tone so you click that on um and if you set it like even if you set it at unity it's almost like it it's adding a little bit of sparkle and a little bit of a, just, a more better a pedal yeah, it's 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 very much like that. It's it's like it adds liveliness to your tone, um, and you're like, okay, so I'm keeping that on always. Yeah. Um, and then the other side is a a pretty standard treble booster. Uh, so it's it's not like a particularly fussy germanium mm. uh, unicorn piss diodes. <laughs> uh, it's just like just a standard treble booster, but a, a, a quite a nice one. The standard fare like you turn it up it starts overdriving itself but it's yeah, also yeah. kind of picking out those harmonic frequencies as well 
So all of the kind of things that like tickle the the tickle, yeah, tickle like <laughs> they, they they tickle the particular niche in which I sit in guitar. Yeah, which is like I want a really kind of straightforward tone, and then I want pedals which just kind of enhance that and. Yeah, I say that kind of sounds like the kind of pedal where you put it into something a little bit dirty and you end up sounding a bit like Billy Gibbons. Yeah, you, you, get, get, those it, Billy, you get those Billy Gibbons pinch harmonics going. Yeah, and by the end of the uh, the no talk or tone with this one, I do end up playing ZZ Top. So I mean, you've pretty much called it straight there. Um, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, hopefully, I don't play it well enough that the copyright strike hits me. <laughs> yeah, DMCA <laughs> slapped around the face. That's it. Um, but it it did it it bought a little bit of a uh, a drawback as well because I did about probably about eleven minutes worth of video with it because I got carried away with it. <laughs> um, but I at one point had maxed out both of the volumes and the like. I say the uh, the presence push side is I think it was like twenty one volts of headroom, mm. so really fucking loud. Yeah, that's. Yeah, um, good old whack. So if you were doing that into an amplifier, yeah, that I mean the amplifier would just end up shit in the bed, and you'd end up getting like a a glorious <laughs> brown sound. Yeah, but like <laughs> so you'd you'd probably end up getting like a really flubby bass response because mm. it just can't cope with the amount of volume being put into it. Yeah. Um, however, because I'm recording all digitally. It ended up driving the um, driving the preamp essentially on my on my computer, like the, <laughs> on my digi- digital audio workstation. Which digital preamps don't sound good when they drive. They do not. Uh, so I had to unfortunately cut a large chunk out of it. Um, so it ended up being I think it was about a six minute video, mm. um, and there, there, there's still a bit where I kept it in where it, you can just hear when I'm when I'm hitting it. Mm. Where you can hear like that digital clipping, the like the the artifacts and the it gets a little bit nasty, but yeah, but because because the tone was so good and and you can yeah. hear you can hear the dynamic uh, range in it as well, um, because it's not clipping the whole time. You can hear like it it's driving a little bit when I'm picking light and then starts to really grunt. Yeah, um, I I imagine that would be great into something like. A proper old school type amp, something like a Mar- like a Plexi Star Marshall or an AC30, maybe even something Tweedy. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where I see it. Is I've got a, a PV Classic Thirty, which is for all intents and purpose, essentially like a Fender style amp. Yeah, I mean it even looks looks Fendery. Yeah, um, but I I I could see myself getting away with just that amp and that pedal. Yeah, get Brick get that it. amp just on the edge. Yeah, yeah. And then completely throw it off the cliff with that pedal. Exactly, exactly. And that's that's kind of where I keep the tone on the uh, on the amp anyway. But so I, I I really fell in love with the simplicity of that pedal. Um, sounds cool. It it really is, and it's just it's mental how something as simple as like a boost and then another boost. Think that's that's boring as fuck, but no, (laughs) No. it's it's really, really, it's it's where where my tone should be. But hey, exactly. 
Uh, so I, I had real fun with that one, but I also, I did something really silly as well afterwards. Go on. Um, so I, I was on a little bit of a recording spree mm-hmm. um, and I, uh, I haven't done a, a video for Pedal Boards of Doom in a, in a little while, in about three or four weeks. So I was kind of coming up to my, my time in the schedule. I, I did, I recorded another stomp fee stomp. Um, and of course I was, I was actually waiting on, um, the, the Nux golden horsey, I think it is. Oh, uh, is that the one that Lee keeps threatening to send and I'm guessing hasn't? Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I was still waiting on that one cause I was going to do like a clon shootout. Um, but well, Lee again, oh Lee. Um, so I went, I, I went metal zone. Um, Nice. <laughs> so I've I've got like a, a one of the uh, the Behringer Ultra Metals, which is essentially a, a metal zone, more or less. Um, and seen as people seem to be liking those those Behringer pedals at the moment, uh, whereas like six months ago you couldn't give them away. <laughs> um, thanks, Josh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I love I, Josh Scott. So I, I pitted the um. The Behringer Metal Zone against the Line Six, and it's it's the Legacy um, Legacy drives because I don't think Ooh. there is um, there's not a, a Metal Zone in the the Helix ones. No, there's there's a there's a HM two, but there's not a Metal Zone. There is exactly. Um, I mean, Line Six, come on, get on, get on that. Yeah, of all the pedals, not to have Line Six. What are you playing at? That's it. I imagine that by. 3.5 update we'll we'll probably find <laughs> yeah. uh, a metal zone um and yeah i'm gonna leave leave that one to you because this um oh, by the time this is out so will that but mm. you need to go watch it and tell me which one you prefer they don't yeah. sound they don't sound alike there's, really? there's definitely definitely tonal differences yeah well, i suppose the the old legacy drives from the uh, like the M5 days, I remember I've got a, like a semi broken M5 in a drawer somewhere. Nice. Like it's got the, it's got the the classic issue where it just starts having a little rave and the screen starts going nuts and won't turn on. Okay, which happens a lot. I think it's a it's a power issue or a foot switch issue. I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, um, and I, I've always meant to fix it and I just haven't. And I have a HX stomp now, which does all yeah, the stuff I mean, that it literally- did. Yeah, you've literally got all of the models in I've that. I've got so. the next version of it. Um, yeah. But um, I remember when I was getting the M5 that people were saying, the modulations, the delays, the reverbs, like all the stuff that messes with your tone is incredible. Don't use the drives. Yeah. Don't, don't bother with the drive. The Stomp V Stomp series has featured legacy drives in it before. Mm. And some of them are great sounding. Really? Yeah, some of the like the... The first one I ever did with the Stomp V Stomp was a uh, a tube screamer to shoot out, and actually all of the sounds that I I demoed in that video I would gig with. Okay. So, I mean, even the like the legacy green drive or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that green pedal. That's it. Um, it's it sounded it sounded decent. Um, I mean, there are some that don't kind of don't sound exactly the same but still have a sound and i think um the price point of the m series stuff meant that the digital audio converter the digital digital Mm. uh, analog converters weren't 
particularly the greatest, but they were fitting within a price point. So I think yeah. they worked as a detriment to the the drive signals. Yeah, like the I I remember the M5. It was a hundred quid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I picked mine up for even less than that. I, uh, I got mine for free. Someone gave it to me because it didn't work, <laughs> and I never fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Whoops. But there you go. Um, I mean, they, I've I've got one kicking around somewhere, and again, like you, like you say, for the modulation and the the reverb, especially the reverb and delay, mm. it's a completely invaluable tool. Yeah, I had a friend at uni who had a. So this this was his pedal board. This was his rig. It was a nineties Strat, nineties Japanese Strat, mm-hmm. a Victory V forty. Uh, I think it was a tube screamer or like the, the Maxon OD9 or whatever it's called yeah. um, an expression pedal and the M13 I mean that'll do it that, that <laughs> yeah. was his rig it, like uh, an overdrive an M13, yeah. an expression pedal a Strat and a V40 And I bet his tone his... was incredible yeah I bet his tone weren't, weren't lacking no he, but... he was like the, the guitarist that everyone looked at and went I hate you yeah. Just ev- everything about you, you don't, you shouldn't be this good. <laughs> you don't, stop making us all look bad. Absolutely. Uh, Although speaking, looking... of, say, speaking of him, he, uh, he released a cover of Because um, We Ended As Lovers. Like a group, <laughs> a group of, a group from uni did like a, like one of these lockdown covers, like the multicam videos of Because We Ended As Lovers. Oh my God, it was good. It, it was so good. I mean that it takes some uh, some whammy bar abuse. That does the thing. I, I I will I'll um I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll send it send it to you after we finish. But it is man, everything about it was incredible. And I just I just looked at our comments. I was like, all these years after uni, and Josh is still making me regret my decision to play guitar because <laughs> I I will never be as good as Josh. <laughs> you can't always compare yourself to Josh. Mm. There's always yeah. going to be a Josh out there. Yeah, there's always going to be a Josh. Yeah, he's I mean, always going to be better than you. <laughs> usually, it's like seven-year-old Korean kids that you find on YouTube, and they're like busting out Satch, and you're like, "Oh, God, just fuck you!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, that was Josh. Josh is the same age as me, and was awesome at guitar. He like obsessed with um, like Jeff Beck and all those. Like, he came from that. Yeah, yeah. Jazz but... Fusion, Robin Ford, Jeff Beck, all of that side of things. Uh, Steve Ray Vaughan, yeah. that era. And he, man, he could play. He, and I it's unfortunately about... had lots of classes with him. It's all about the kind of feel with those players as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, some, as... some of the chords he came out with, like, you go, we go, what was that chord you played at the end? He goes, oh, I, I just, it's a, it's a this, it's a voicing of this add nine chord that I just came out with. I started off playing like this voicing of this chord and was like, oh, cool, I can just move this up to here. Yeah, and I hate you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you can if your mind works that way. Mm. I can just about do a bar chord, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah. Slow yeah, your right. roll. Come on, tune down. Let's see who can come out with a better riff. Come on, <laughs> yeah, bring yeah. it. Your riffs are weak. Yeah. Mind oh, us. man. <laughs> uh, so uh, to round up what I've done... Uh, so I did say actually that I'd I'd not done anything for pedal boards of doom in about four weeks. However, if you if you're a viewer of the pedal boards of doom channel, you will notice that this week uh, we released a top five video. 
So the second in our top five series. Um, the reason I'm not counting that is because I've recorded <laughs> recorded my audio for it some many, many months ago. <laughs> um, but it, it was finally released. And we... Uh, so the, the first top five video, we, we came up with the top five influential pedals that we decided. <laughs> the second one was all viewers' choice. So we took... Um, took to the comments uh, within that first video and and chose like the the five most popular yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, choices, which we we came up with some, with some really good ones. Like there was the uh, MXR Phase Ninety, there was the Uni Vibe. Oh. Uh, yes. I can't remember what else we had. I think <laughs> the DS One was one of them. Oh, Lee did the DS One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so DS One's a beautiful pedal. So I mean, there was some like some proper classic pedals. Uh, and between those two, like those two top fives, we've pretty much got, we've pretty much nailed the top ten there. Nice of like pedals that were influential. Yeah. Uh, so it was well worth a watch. I I did give it a little watch just before it was released, actually, just to remind myself what I'd said because uh, <laughs> I I did uh, my part on the Univibe because I love love Univibe. It's a great sound. It is. It's. It's not Fantastic always sound. easy to utilize. No. But it's when you do, like, ain't no sound like a Univibe sound. That's, that's a bit like me with rotary. No matter oh. what, my, what my patch is on a multi effects. So, like, on my HX Stomp, I'll have everything set up, but there'll always be a button that activates <laughs> a rotary. <laughs> I might not need it, but yeah. it's there. If I feel the need to bust it out, it's there. Just in case, yeah. Just yeah. in case. I think yeah, having a rotary just on top, and the uh, the rotary in the HX Stomp sounds pretty good as well, actually. Oh, it's awesome! I used to use it with a function band all the time, like playing um, R and B sort of stuff, like nineties R and B and okay. early noughties R and B. So when when you're playing stuff like No Scrubs and Hot in Here, like those those sorts of songs, where there's not really a guitar in it for a lot of a lot of it. I mean, No Scrubs has the thing that goes all the way through. Yeah. But when it drops out and I had to sort of comp along, like where where like a synth would be or a yeah, keyboard so it, would be. It's, it's almost because with, with those, they they kind of relied heavily on those like really soft uh, yeah. keyboard pads, like, almost like a Rhodes sound, didn't they? Yeah, so uh, that's that's like a, a pretty clean tone into yeah. a rotary sound. And I was I was away and I basically never turned it off unless someone told me to. <laughs> yeah, Ollie, come on, it's a ballad. Stop it. Like, stop this it. is an acoustic ballad. Stop. You play. You're playing. Don't stop believing. Turn the rotary off. <laughs> oh shit, man. Yeah, there's like <laughs> the kind of thing I'd do. Yep. Um, so we we've got some news to do this week. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking. We're kind of we we're about halfway in. Um, yeah. but but for this very moment, I'm gonna say fuck the news. Uh, <laughs> because. <laughs> We're going, we're going, like off piste. We're we're going <gasps> maverick here. Le- Lee's not here, so That's we're it. going nuts. He's, yeah, he's not here to rein us in. So yeah, let's go crazy, <laughs> go yeah. cray cray. Um, so <laughs> this segment, I reckon we'll do we'll do a few before and we'll do a few afterwards if we've got some time. Yeah. But this segment. It was called forum opinions, but I think that's too boring. So we're gonna have <laughs> pedal. Pedal boards, opinion news. 
Was... Oh yeah, that's much better. Yeah, great. <laughs> oh shit! Like working title, at uh, uh, very yeah. least. Very, so, very work. That's a very literal title. That's it. Pedal, pedal boards, opinions, news. Uh. It's like the Japanese translate. It's like someone's tra- translated something Japanese into English. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very much kind of like poor, poor translation, isn't it? Yeah. Um, however, right. So. Choose a number. I'll leave between one and five, and we'll we'll get this kicked off. Three, so three, excellent. Uh, and just to kind of explain how this works to our uh, to our listenership, I've uh, I've scaled pedal boards of doom for questions and opinions that we are going to challenge or or answer. Um, so yeah. n- number, what do you say? Number three. Yes. So I bought my first couple of Joyo pedals. Anyone here experienced them? Um, I'm going to go straight away and say, yes, I may have yeah. experienced one or two. Um, uh, I have, don't think I've ever played through a Joyo pedal. <gasps> say what? I, I don't just, like, basically at the start of this year, I had no, like, best, next to no pedals. And then I yeah. built a bunch and bought a bunch. Yeah. And that's sort of where I've been. So I, I've, I've like, missed all the, the Moor and the, the Joyo and all the... That sort of thing because I've had. If I don't really want to spend that much money on an effect, I've had the Helix or the HX Stomp. Yeah, to kind of just do that yeah, for the, me. Yeah, because I mean that's that's largely what they're great for is like trying it out. Yeah. Prior to like buying the the actual thing, so the yeah. Vintage Overdrive is a brilliant and it's a really really quite comprehensive like TS9 clone. Mm. Um, and you could actually get away with just using the Joyo, but if you then wanted like the kind of the nice the, version, the pedal board kudos of yeah. having like a. So yeah, if you if you want to bow down to the 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 snobs a little bit, you can go. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll spring for the the actual thing. Yeah, if you think you're gonna post a picture of your pedal board on a forum somewhere, it's oh, probably yeah, yeah. worth spa- splashing out on the the Ibanez or the Maxon or something just to keep the trolls happy. That's it, and it, they will rip the rip the piss out of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean. It depends where you post them. Like some places are like, yeah, yeah, and I, I absolutely dig that pedal. And then some people will be like, Pfft. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, largely I've had some really great experience with Joyo stuff. Um, the only one that I wouldn't recommend, and I think it's largely, um, largely been seen as this anyway. So it's not, it's not particularly new news. Yeah, uh, is the Voodoo Octave, which uh, is, is that like the an Octavia, Octavio, Octavia, Octavio? Which one? I don't know which one it is. Yes, it it is one of those. Yes. Yeah, I can never remember if it's an A or an O at the end. So the A is the Skoda, the O is the pedal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, w- I won't remember that. Um, I, w- I will forever go Octavia, Octavio, Octavia, uh, just the one with the octave. Yeah, fuzz, yeah, the, fuzz octave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the one that's not a car. Um, <laughs> so, so Skoda A ends in an A. Yeah. So does the Octavia. Yeah. It's not a Skoda. Skoda. It's not a Skoda. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There's. There's your. Oh shit! Like stupid mnemonics. Um, my good friend Mister Yeomans of of Chef Tone Effects. This these che- people. Che- Chef Tone Fame. Chef Tone Fame. Yeah. Exactly that. He 
taught me a really stupid way of remembering which type of pot is which. So, like, <laughs> okay, because you've got the the letter codes, and then they relate to like either logarithmic, um, linear, linear, or log- there's, well, there's, there's, linear. Diff- there's different logarithmic ones as well, and all the they have like well, yeah. So and... you've got log, you've got yeah, standard logarithmic and then reverse logarithmic. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> you sit on a log. So A <laughs> is lo- <laughs> logarithmic, <laughs> and as fucking stupid as it is, he says you won't forget it. And I went, I, I, like guaranteed, the moment I walk out this door, I will forget that, and I haven't. Uh, so, oh man, <laughs> I, I, next time, next time I see him, and when it's allowed, I'm gonna have to shake Mr. Yeoman's hand because that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've definitely owe him a pint or two. Just for the amount of times that has made me chuckle. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, that that's fantastic. I love that. But there you go. Uh, so, swinging it back onto Joyo pedals for just a moment. Um, the um, the Voodoo Octave is a, I believe it's a Fox Tone Machine esque buzz pedal with mm. a switchable uh, switchable octave. The there's like mods on it that you can do, like really simple mods, like clipping out a a capacitor or something which yeah. makes it sound really good but as stock it sounds flabby and shit uh, okay <laughs> um and i i bought one because i knew it was shit to see how shit it was <laughs> just um, just for the fun just yeah, to yeah. see <laughs> yeah uh, and because my my experience of joyo stuff had been largely quite positive to that point and I thought it'd be nice to kind of add some balance to my my opinion. Mm. Um, as for the stuff that I would recommend, I've got an analog uh, analog delay by Octave uh, by Octave by Joyo <laughs> on a board at pretty much any given point because they are they're a really cheap alternative to the um, the MXR carbon copy, mm. and they sound great. Um, I've been using their uh, vintage phase. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of the MXR Phase 90, because it doesn't do the ridiculous volume jump uh, that yeah. the MXR does, um, which it it would only do that if you were going into a clean channel, but it was enough that pissed me off. The fact that it, <laughs> it was working as both a, a boost and a phase rather than just the phase. The fact it didn't do as it's told and was like, I'm, I'm doing this. It's like I was yeah. going off rogue. Uh-huh, I'm going to be a volume boost as well. Yeah, and and to be fair, the the phase ninety did sound a bit better, but it didn't sound that much better that I'd overlook, uh, yeah. overlook that, um, just horrible feature. That's fair enough. Um, the as I mentioned before, the vintage overdrive, which is the tube screamer, fantastic, and a final shout out to the analog chorus, which mm-hmm. I believe was like a CE two clone. Nice. Uh, sounded great. I, I actually sold mine uh, because I have other choruses. Um, choruses or core I? <laughs> choruses, <laughs> like many choruses. Um, but I, w- I would happily buy it again because it was it was really good. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't have a mix knob on it, so you are you get unabashedly eighties chorus. Nothing um, wrong with there is nothing wrong with that. But it was it's quite thick sounding as well. Whereas some some choruses can thin out your tone a bit because of the phase cancellation. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. It didn't do any of that. It was really thick and lush. They they, get, they got it right with that then. Yeah. Um. But like I say, I've I've tried, I've tried plenty of Joyo stuff and 
of uh, not being disappointed. Apart from the uh, <laughs> the voodoo. So, 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 the, so the answer to the question is: anyone tried a voodoo, uh, a joyo pedal? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Many. <laughs> yeah. Lots of people. You've come to the right man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That should have been that. That segment should have just been. Has anyone tried joyo pedals? Yes. Next. <laughs> it, it pretty much was. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Quite a few people. That's why they have grown as yes, a business. Yes. That's why they can make them for like thirty quid each or whatever they are. Yeah, ridiculous prices. But again, like rather than getting something like a like a M13 or or whatnot, you can buy individual pedals that you might think you like. You might like. Mm, um, yeah, just that just and, that effect that you use occasionally. Yeah, and then you end up building a pedal board based on that. It's fantastic, and it's then you can fun. mix and match it and move them wherever you want in your effects chain as well. And you can, as the bonus for that is, I suppose, is that you can put them like through loops of like your amp loop uh, effects loop and stuff. Um, so uh, it's a it's a different way of doing things than. Combine a multi-effect and slightly, uh, slightly more authentic. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know yeah. if Gibson, Gibson have got the uh, got the corner on that term. <laughs> if they trademarked it, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that uh, it was an authentic with an OR, not an AU. Or, or authentic. authentic. Right, one, two, four, or five. What are we saying? Two. Only? Two. Even two. Okay. What reverb y'all suggest for bass? Reverb on bass. What reverb y'all suggest for bass? And I Honestly, think the, for yeah. me, none. The correct answer is zero. Zero reverb for bass. If you want a uh, good bass tone, you've got to make sure it's solid. And what reverb does, doesn't yeah. make it solid. Yeah, essentially, it's, uh, like in, in terms of like graphic design terms, is it puts a blur around the yeah. outline of your tonal picture yeah um, and uh, for everything i have done and everything i plan to do with bass i mean if you're in like a some weird indie shoegaze kind of band yeah like if you do a lot of ambient stuff maybe it works and you need like that pad sound but no yeah get I a mean, keyboard at that point <laughs> i think if you if you absolutely must have reverb on your bass Make it like a really, really short and sharp, almost like a slapback delay sound, mm. so that it adds a bit of thickness but doesn't get in the way of your tone. Yeah. If if I had to recommend a reverb pedal, though, I would go for something like the Hall of Fame because that way he can have a little play around with, or he, he or she. I'm not. I'm not assuming. Um, this can have a bloke. A, uh, it's it's got to be. Uh, you, it's it's, it's a stupid know. question. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. If it's a stupid question, it's a bloke. Um, yeah. I would go Hall of Fame or Hall of Fame Mini just because of all the options that they present. Mm. They, You can twiddle to your heart's content until you find a sound that you want. It's not like you're buying a plate or a spring or a shimmer. Like, it's a... You want it? Okay, there we go. Find it. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and with the tone print as well. Yeah. It's you, endless. Yeah, you're hedging your bets, aren't you? Because yeah. as as we both pretty much instantly went to is that reverb for bass. Um, yeah. 
but if if you absolutely must then you will be able to find a tone that that fits yeah. somewhere with that yeah hall of fame will do it for you especially um, the hall of fame too with the mash with that mass mash foot that mash foot switch that's hard to say um yeah with that foot switch and you can get some really cool like swells if you're doing that ambient thing it would yeah that's yeah, why yeah. that's my that would be okay my yeah I'd, I'd agree with that one i think i i would go for the full size rather than the mini mm-hmm. just because you've got the uh the parameters to adjust like right there yeah exactly because the, the mini as good as it is i think it's it's great for guitarists because it's got the one knob and just uh, gives you doesn't, more doesn't the new one have three doesn't the hall, hall of fame mini 2 have three or is There's that a the... hall of fame mini 2 i believe so shit me i swear I'd... i've seen one with three knobs i might be confusing it with the flashback mini i'm not sure but i swear i've seen a hall of fame mini with three knobs of has this uh has this passed me by hang on i mean I've probably reported on this on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I probably have done. This is how embarrassing. Oh, Hall of Fame Mini Two. Looking it up right now. Shit, yeah, Hall of Fame Mini Two, ninety-two pound eighty from Gear for Music, and it has three knobs. It has decay, tone, level, and I think the mash foot switch as well. Yeah. Okay. So completely disregard anything that I've said in that. Go for the but- the Hall of Fame Mini Two. The big one still has all the like the different sound settings, so you can switch between different sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I imagine this is going to be you. You're looking for one sound, and you're going to stick with that sound because yeah, more than likely. Yeah. So th- there you go. Um, whoever this was, I think his name was Robin. Um, you you've got a suggestion there from us. Yeah, and so. not a stupidly expensive. Oh, buy a Strymon. <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean, yeah. Uh, if you really want to, you can buy a Strowman, but I definitely go for a TC over that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think in in that application the Strowman would be wise. Yeah, wise money spent, especially um, if you're not sure what you want. Because saying <laughs> what is what is everyone using screams to me. I want a reverb for my bass, but I haven't got a clue where to look for because yeah, I don't know what, what I want. Yeah, what to start with? Yeah, I'm 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 okay with that. I think. To to test it out, you might even want to go um, go for like plugin options first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, people like um, Eventide uh, do um, like the pedals they've been releasing and all that sort of stuff. I think there's like a 14 day trial of their plugins. There you go. Then there you go. There's Ollie's pro tip. We definitely need to do some news, and I, I reckon we're gonna start off with. Uh, the Reverend Greg Cock Gristlemaster 90 Big Speed. It has been waiting patiently for us. Yes, because it's it, it's it's a little bit old in terms of news and we got a little bit carried away with the old uh, Pedal World Cup. And laughing at Lee as he lost. Indeed, yeah. I mean, I, was, I would do it again. Do it all Just. again. <laughs> Just for that. Um, but yeah, so uh, Reverend... The, so the Gristlemaster was released roughly about... Two years ago, maybe. Yeah, two, three years ago. Um, uh, as basically like uh, Greg Cox's signature um, mm-hmm. Telecaster. Um, it's a little bit quirky in the fact that the, the body's a little bit oversized because Greg Cox's a massive man. I have seen the man in person. He is gigantic. He's, yes, he's huge. 
he's a tower of a man. He's like uh, a foot and... taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I imagine he would be very similar for myself as well. Um, and yeah, so he's he's a big man, and normal guitars just look a little bit strange. Yeah. So I think they they up the 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 area of the body by something something like ten like percent. Yeah, I, I was going to say like yeah, it's bigger by ten. 12% something ridiculous like that. Yeah, so it's it's not massive amounts, but it, it then means that it looks normal on him. Yeah. Um and it's it's almost got like a firebird esque aesthetic with the raised kind of center block. And I love that. Yeah, I thought I thought it made it stand out quite well. Um in Such the cool original guitar. one it had a um a neck plate for the 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 neck pickup. Mm. Which was a, a bold choice. I liked different, it. But... Different, yeah. It was definitely polarizing. It, it wasn't something a lot of people liked, but the people who liked it loved it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought, again, because it had like a half pick guard and this like mm. neck plate almost. I thought, yeah, yeah that, that looked pretty cool. Um, and it sported some um, Fishman Fluence telecaster pickups didn't it yeah they're they are they're greg cox signature as well so they mm. were made for that guitar for him uh and so they they've they've kind of they've bought this formula back uh and re re-energized um re-energized it oh so, yeah so the the 90 on it means that it is sporting p90s this time so <laughs> so a massive massive win for those people who didn't like the uh the neck plate for the the neck pickup because yeah. now they're just kind of um soap bar style um covered p90s mm-hmm. uh which all good they they're fishman uh, fishman fluence but they're also wired in so that they can do uh like a push pull um phase switch on the uh tone control yeah so that they'll have they've got the still got the little voicing switch in between the volume and the tone which yep. every Fishman has the voicing thing, and I'd say I think they got the the facing that you mentioned. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's so cool, so cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's largely spec'd out like the uh, like the last one. Um, it's got a soft touch spring in a Bigsby system, which um, uh, one of our early, early, early podcast uh, members, Mister Chris Wilson, um, loves the soft touch switch, a uh, soft soft touch spring sorry so much <laughs> in his um reverend sensei that when he bought another guitar that had a bigsby and didn't yeah. have it he ended up buying the soft touch spring i i have a vague recollection of him talking about that in one of the groups and him yeah. just like re- like just going nuts about it because it was so good yeah uh, absolutely uh so he he raved about that so it's nice to see that that's a feature that they are continuing on with the mm. uh uh, the the gristle master. Um, it's got a few new colours as well, actually, because the oh yeah, the original ones had some. They you basically had like red. Uh, I think it was like red, blonde, and blue, or red. Was it red, orange, and blue actually? Um, but they had some really strange names. Oh yeah, there's, isn't it like wow red. I think yeah, something like yeah. They, they've got like a it, it's very Greg Cock of him it's, <laughs> there's just the name of the colour but there's something stupid before it indeed uh, so <laughs> with, with these ones they're, they're a little bit more um, reserved and the, the colour names are a little bit more reserved as well so we've got uh, 
uh, Midnight Black, Venetian Gold, and uh, Bradford Beach Blue. I read. I've, so I, I've been looking at these for the last couple of weeks while they've been announced, and I am in love with that blue one. I think the blue one looks fantastic. To be fair, I think all of the colours really work well with it. Yeah. Um, I'd probably choose the gold um, because I love gold. Yeah. <laughs> Go- gold! Uh, but yeah, I'd, I wouldn't be unhappy with any of them. Yeah. And but if you bought any of the others, you'd always be thinking about the gold one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so um, it's a set neck as well, which I don't think the last Bristle Master was. Uh, um, I don't know off the top of my head, honestly. Oh, I wouldn't want to put money on it, but I'd I'd argue it in in a pub. Um, yeah, I'd, I'm at that kind of <laughs> commitment to it. Um, <laughs> uh, so like standard appointments, I think it's got a um not a not a bone nut. I think it's got like a an uprated nut, like a graphite nut. I think maybe. Yeah. Um, it's got locking tuners. Um, however, price tag. The price tag of the last one was about thirteen hundred, weren't it? Yeah, it's like twelve hundred. But I know where you're going with this, and I will make a counterpoint when you go on. Go on. No, you... You, you're about you're about to say because on the website it says it's something like two thousand dollars. Yeah, so two thousand one hundred and fifty nine is what I've got as the dollarage. So if you look at the Reverend website, I, I remember it was Mister Mister Gray. Mentioned this in a in one of the threads in one of the groups. Um, he 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 pointed out that it says that it's you know a ridiculous amount of money, but if you look at the normal Gristle Master, that yeah. says it's like nineteen hundred dollars. Okay, so they've, they've so, all gone up a bit. So it has the potential. It might still be over two grand, but judging yeah. by the website and looking at the Gristle Master's cost on the Reverend website, there is a chance that it could be. Like two hundred quid more than a normal Gristle Master, but okay. we don't know for sure yet. Okay, okay. Um, let's just assume that the information that we have got is is correct, and that we're looking kind of roughly two grand for it. Mm. All of the Reverend stuff are still Korean made, aren't they? Yeah. So it's a lot of money for a Korean made guitar, and. It comes back to this this kind of snobbery that we've got over like country of origin. Because if that spec guitar was coming out of the Gibson factory, mm. for example, you'd go two grand. Okay, that makes makes sense. If it came out of Gibson, you go two grand, bloody hell, that's cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this the studio model? Yeah. Where are you cutting the corners on this? Yeah, what, what, yeah what's... Are you using Pritt stick to get the wood together? What's going on? <laughs> For our American listeners, Pritt stick is kind of like the the stick of glue. Uh, yeah. I think it's it's quite a quite, quite a British like YooHoo. I think is the um the kind of universal one. No we, idea. Uh, YooHoo was the one that smelt like vanilla. Because um, <laughs> after the nineties, they took all the solvents out of them. They took all the good stuff out of it. That's it. You <laughs> ruined it for everyone. Arts and craft of... wasn't the same anymore. Yeah, yeah. Used to really enjoy it before that. Um, so, I mean, what are your alternatives for something that's like this? Like, uh, at that price, at that price, like 
American Fender, and if you're lucky, you might find like an X-Demo Sir at that level. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking, like, so not necessarily the body shape, but like two P90s and a big sp. And uh, I think you could get so the Gibson SG Special is that, but without the big sp. I, I was going to say that you can get a Les Paul standard 50s without the big speed with two P90s for two grand. There you go. So, that, I mean, that's, but again, that's, that's US made, that isn't it? The, uh, that's, the S- yeah. The SG special is, I think they're about 1300. Yeah. And you could get, you could get a, a big speed for like an extra 200 on top of that. So you, you'd be saving a bit of cash. Yeah. It's, uh, that, that's what makes me think that Gray might have been right. I, yeah. I hope he's right because if it's about fourteen hundred quid, I think that is a perfect price for that guitar. I think yeah. that's I think that's right because it's got. I mean, it's never going to be cheap because it's got Bigsby, it's got yeah, yeah. Fishman's, and it's a signature model. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. always oh. gonna be a bit more expensive, and it's a step up from the neck from the. So it's a bit more flashy than the the normal Gristlemaster. So I think having it like 150, 200 quid more is perfect for it. Yeah, I mean. I'd agree that it has to be. It definitely has to be more than the the OG Gristlemaster. Mm. But I, I'm arguing that they are perhaps a little bit inflated. Uh, yeah. I think in general, uh, the prices of guitars have just been creeping and creeping and creeping. Yeah. Because I remember back ten years ago, Korean guitar would be in the four to six hundred pound price bracket. Yeah. There'd be no exception to that. They would be that. Yeah, uh, and then anything above that, you'd be guaranteed um, either like the Japanese Fender stuff or um, or American made. Yeah, I mean, I mean to to kind of go with that, you've still got stuff like the Schecters and the LTDs who are like they're like Vietnam and Indonesia and all that, and you can you can drop a solid grand at least twelve thirteen hundred quid. On an LTD or a Schecter that's not made in America. Are they not at that price point? Are they not the American ones? Are they not the EC? So they're, they're still like the EC one thousands, and the they're they're still at that point. They're still in like the Eastern factories. Are they? They're the next. So when you start getting to the Japanese stuff is when um, I think they're called E two. Mm. At that point. Um, but yeah, like I say, you can you can still spend a lot of money on those kind of guitars, and they're still coming out of those countries that people might still have a bit of snobbery about. Yeah, so I mean, it begs the question: Is it time to let go of that um, that kind of stigma? And I think the reason for it is simply down to the fact that if you're like a British-made or an American-made instrument, you're paying for British made or American made labor, which yeah. we know there is a standard of like minimum wage. Cost yeah, it's more expensive. To, more yeah. expensive to pay people to make it at that point. That's it. It's more expensive to pay people a living wage. Damn it. Yeah, damn, damn minimum wage. <laughs> That's it. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> th- those jobs are like they're skilled jobs, so they're not. They are going to be getting a a livable wage to be working there. So, yeah. and you you can't really deny that of of people um and i assume that the countries uh, the the far eastern countries are kind of meeting that standard now where their labor costs are going up as well 
Yeah, that's that's probably it. Like the could even just be something as simple as like the exchange rate. Yeah, all, all, all these folks, especially with uh, with our recent going ons in the world. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're not necessarily in the, the strongest point um, for like, international trade deals. So, yeah, it, 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 it could be any number of things, but I, I definitely think that it's now time. If you go into a guitar shop and pick up a guitar yeah. and you think, that looks good, I can afford that, all this plays good, don't look at where it's made whether it's made down the road or whether it's made on the other side of the world. If it's a good guitar and you like it and you can spend that money on it, I think go ahead and do it. We're getting to a point now then where if those Far Eastern instruments are being, like they're charging like a grand and above for, mm. for the, the kind of top spec stuff, um, the there are like small British... Um, luthiers who will make a guitar to your spec for that like yeah. 1400 pounds would probably get you a like a Loxley um, handmade yeah. strap or telly yeah that's a good point yeah um, so where do you where do you then put your money like morally it's probably and yeah I, th- I think just find what's right for you and if what's right for you is having a telly made for you by Loxley, go Loxley. But if you want that EC1000 in the crazy silver sparkle finish or whatever it is, and it's the same money and it plays well, buy that. Like, do you. Don't care what other people think. That's, that's the moral of the story. That's got a real kind of after-school special feel to it, that has. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... yeah, it is. Like, if, if, you're a, if you're someone who looks at the back of a headstock and goes, oh, like, it has to be made in America... Buy something that's made in America. Yeah. If you're some, if you're someone who doesn't care, find something that you like, and if it plays well, you can afford it. Don't I mean, knock it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of playing devil's devil's advocate at the moment with the the kind of comments that I'm expecting to hear about that. Mm. But my go-to guitar for the past kind of six months or so has been the the Variax, which is like, <laughs> yeah. it's not a particularly expensive instrument. Yeah, um, I, I don't even know where it's made. I think it might be might be Indonesian. There's absolutely nothing nothing that you'd class as remarkable uh, I mean, about the production. Yeah, the, the that bass I bought a couple of weeks ago, or well, like a couple of months ago now. Um, that's Indonesian. The the Strat, the LTD, sorry, that I modded is Vietnamese. I mean, yeah, in yeah. this room, I have also got a Japanese telly and a, an American PRS. And they hold up with it. Yeah. Easily. So, yeah. yeah figure, it's, out, it's... figure it out for yourself. It's a personal thing. Yeah. Uh, and like my, my other go-to guitar, again, would be that Vietnamese LTD that I've got. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> might be uh, suggesting that... <laughs> Duck and yeah. cover for the comments this week. No, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm largely just kind of echoing what what I expect the comment section of the of the internet would be saying about this. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you've got to, haven't you? Like, if that's what someone's thinking, then they that's that's 
what's out there. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not practicing what I preach on that one. Uh, um, yeah, I, I I'm definitely a, if it plays well and I can afford it, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If if we do one more news, I have something that I would very much like to say because I think it's cool and I think it's interesting. And it go only it. came out a couple of days ago, as of us recording this. Yeah, go um, for it then. It is an Epiphone casino made in the USA. Yes, yeah. I mean, we uh, talked about them when they were they were announced, I think. Because the, the the news is that they're kind of they're shipping out now, isn't it? Yeah, I've so this is the first I've heard of them. Uh, like a couple of days ago, that they're actually available now, and they're a, they're a proper thing. They're not just a hey, do you think this is cool? Like they're yeah, they've got Gibson pickups. They're yeah. I mean they're they're two and a half grand, but the casino is arguably as legendary as something like a three three five. So yeah, to yeah, have it's... have one at that spec without so before this, you'd have to either just buy a normal casino or you'd have to go old school and find like a really old one which could have all its issues the fact that they're doing it i'm guessing from the gibson factory i'm not sure it looks fantastic absolutely fantastic back in the early 2000s back when i had no money and could only dream about guitars (laughs) i'd I'd often like frequent the the epiphone website and they used to do uh, American-made versions of the casino back then as well. Oh, really? I yeah, did yeah, not so, know that. So it was something that had happened in the past, but then obviously they weren't getting enough interest in it, and it it just kind of dwindled. Yeah, I I think with the the rise of a lot of artists that are around now, like a lot of artists who play guitar themselves live are using stuff like casinos because it's a cool guitar. Yeah. Um, I mean, Gary I, Clark Jr. had a... Uh, his was a 339, weren't it? But yeah. he had an Epiphone. A, a small person's 335, yeah. Yeah. It's a um, 335 for me. <laughs> I don't um, trust them. The, the body's too small. <laughs> it is. I'd have, I'd have a 335 all day. Um, but yeah, this like... This Epiphone made in the USA casino... If if you like the casino, but again, getting back to the snobbery, if you're looking at a casino and going, oh, I'd like that, but I want a nitro finish and proper pickups and blah, blah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Going, going through all that. Absolutely this. Yeah, if you're, if you're like a, a massive, massive Beatles fan or like you, you're into that like indie guitar heritage. Yeah. And you knew that the, the casino was the, the guitar for you. That you de- you wanted that full hollow um P nineties. Yeah, the, all the, that. the openness of the full hollow rather than the the, the, the center block of the the three three five and Yeah. Uh you're still saving a bit of cash on the three three five because that they, they kind of push the three grand mark all day yeah, every day. Easily. At that point, yeah, there's you want to be looking at like if you want a three three five, there's plenty of brands you can look at that are much cheaper and still as good. But I think that this, personally, I'm not a casino fan. I will put that out there. But I think if if you are a casino fan, this Made in America version, if you want a proper, I don't want to say decent, 
casino, but if you want like the next level, yeah. If 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 you want to move up to those specs that every, all the purists rave about, absolutely go and buy one of these because it. I have no doubt that it will be fantastic, especially with the way Gibson are now, the way because they're on a roll. Yeah, they they've definitely been on the up and up the last maybe two or three years. Yeah, since since they got taken over, and this I'm seeing hints of Gibson all over the description, uh, talking about it's it's even got Gibson strings on it and. So it's got the Gibson P90 dog ears. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, do it. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, I think it's it's very much an investment piece, isn't it? Like, if, mm-hmm. if you want to just go out and, like, you want a, a bit of a beta, you go for, like, the the standard Epiphone line, yeah. the, the kind of Far East and stuff. Yeah. If if you want something that you you know that you're going to be like 20 years from now is going to be like the 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 jewel of your um yeah your collection then yeah something like that would be really good like when you when you buy your first first expensive guitar yeah yeah uh, of course i i say i absolutely think it's fantastic yeah. the epiphone are going to sell quite a few of those and i wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing a couple of the other like old school epiphone models is that, is it the the wiltshire and all those yeah so there's the wiltshire the coronet and the restwood i think that are all the the same body shape but different pickup config yeah i think if this goes well i i would quite like to see epiphone expand the or epiphone gibson expand the range just a little bit to kind of re regrow that heritage of those really cool guitars yeah, yeah, look, have re-establish. some more expensive, yeah, have some more expensive versions of them. Yeah, look, re-establishing the kind of the heritage of Ep- Epiphone. Yes, and they- I think that's something Gibson definitely want to do with what they've done with Epiphone over the last few years. Yeah, defo, defo. Um, and that is, that's a lovely place to end the podcast because it's nice ending on like a warm news segment. Thank you, thank you so much, all of you, for joining us on this journey. Thanks for um, for being with us and and getting this far as well because this is quite a long. Yes, yeah, it's a good one. We're making up for some of the shorter podcasts from the last couple of weeks. Which is... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so like massive thank you to you, like, and an even extra bigger thanker you uh, to the because yeah, that's how grammar works. Yeah, uh, an even bigger thanker you to the Patreon backers because you are the people who keep the lights on and because this is an audio podcast you can't see those lights this week but believe me there, there are lights He's, he is not sitting in darkness I can tell you that indeed yeah Ollie has vouched for me here uh, so <laughs> I, w- I would like to extend an, a personal thank you to those Patreon backers and those people are Mr. Andrew Bimson Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chevtone Effects Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects Mr. Hugh Direction. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And Mr. Brian Gower of the Toad Jerks podcast. Yeah. Uh, and for as little as $2 a month, you can be one of those cool kids too. Yeah, you can. If you want to catch me online, it is Facebook. Instagram and youtube.com slash budget pedal chap and YouTube is the home to the No Talk Alternate series 
which this week features the JSE Joule Boost, which I, I don't think I'm wrong in saying could possibly be the greatest pedal ever. <sighs> I'm going to have to watch that video. Indeed you shall. Find, I'm going to have to find out. And, and you do too, listener, but not whilst you're driving. Pull over. Yeah. Uh, Ollie, you are Ollie Miles Music. I am indeed. Things. Uh, Facebook, Facebook and, and Instagram. That's the one. That's the one. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, so, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. From Mr. Ollie Miles, Ollie Miles Music. That's it. I mean, he smiled. Yeah. He so smiled. You might, you might hear that in the audio. You might hear like my, my mouth the, opening. Yeah, you can hear the ding. The, the smack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least wait for the, uh, the podcast to be over before you start doing smack. Damn it, Ollie. I've been doing and it on a podcast. I wouldn't know. In your rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. <laughs> Ta-ra a bit. Ta-ra a bit. Even though we're not live, I'm still going to wave. <laughs> always, always, do always it. wave. Always, yeah. Oh, like never S- not wave. Smile it's... and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Thank you for waving. Love lie. Um, yep, that's me. I just got. I forgot your message from before the cast. We've got a shit joke to get through here. Of course, the shit joke. Toms. Shit jokes. That's where I get them from. Come on, <laughs> internet. Doop 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 doop. Oh, we just... um, <laughs> I'm not sold on it, but let's give it a go. Give it a go. Okay. I bought a used car off Bonnie Tyler. It's mostly fine. But every now and then, it's falling apart. This, uh, uh. <laughs> I can't say that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've got, I've got some really bad ones. As yeah, in, go like, for it. Now, as in, like the ones you cannot say. <laughs> Here we go. I tried changing my password to penis. The computer told me it's not long enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Damn computer. That Damn cuts computer. deep. Cuts yeah, deep, man. Cuts deep. Ouch. I'm feeling that. 